This is the At YouTube podcast for August 21st, 2019. I'm your host, Chris Hans, and on this episode, I'm talking with Jill Marino, one of the members of the At YouTube.com staff who works on the social team, keeping the At YouTube Instagram fun. Before we jump into my conversation with Jill, I just want to let you know that you can find links to items we discussed in this episode at www.goodstuff.fm slash ATU2 slash 95. And if you're not already subscribed to the At YouTube podcast, you can find the show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you currently listen to podcasts. This episode is sponsored by the official sunglasses of McFisto for those times when all the colors come out. So, Jill, where where am I finding you today? Welcome to the podcast, by the way. Hello. I am live from my apartment in Queens in New York City. Um, I, isn't Spider-Man from Queens? Peter Parker, isn't that the Brooklyn thing? Brooklyn or Queens? Is it Brooklyn and Queens? I think Queens. he's Queens. I think he's Queens. Okay. Myself here. But yeah, we are live from my apartment in Queens. Got the AC going. It's a hot day here in New York City. So like the uh, the basic one-liner is like a unique story about getting to or from a U2 concert or anything sort of peripheral, peripherally related to that, like mm-hmm. stuff you run, people you run into mm-hmm. and things like that. So you and I both had, like you put it on Instagram. We tweeted about, uh, about getting uh, listener or reader, I guess, stories mm-hmm. and got a whole bunch of responses. But actually, mm-hmm. before we get into that, there's just like a little bit of U2 news to cover. Mm-hmm. First of all, we're 78 days away from, as of this recording anyways, from Joshua Tree Tour 2019, starting off in Auckland. Does it, does that ring any, like, we're setting aside, there's obviously some excitement for all the folks who didn't get to see the tour, but just for you personally, is it like, that's going to happen, it's going to be way over there, and we're not going to release, it's not going to emotionally impact your day-to-day life, or is it because we, we saw it already? There's like that little bit of FOMO where you're like, oh, I could totally have just like maxed out my credit card and just gone. And then I'm like, you know, what's really good financial security and not like blowing my money on YouTube again, like I've always done. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm really excited because like they deserve this. Like they like, it's been a while. And plus it sucks because it's like the last tour they saw was 360, which is like my least favorite. It's also this tour that's about the story I'm telling, but they should see the Joshua Tree tour. They should get to see Exit. They should get to see... Bono with his John Lennon sunglasses and like all that good stuff. So I like Australia deserves it and Auckland deserves it like Japan, everyone. So I'm really happy that they're going to be able to get to indulge like we did. And, but I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Like new wise, are they going to put, you know, like a songs of experience song in there? Are they going to, you know, change up like the, the beginning, like when they started with Sunday, bloody Sunday, like, I think there's a lot of really good like predictions that always kind of happen with like a YouTube tour opening, but, um, no, I'm like really stoked for them. I'll be excited to, you know, follow along and, you know, see what kind of shirt Larry's going to wear. If he's going to wear the glasses, is he going to be strictly contacts for this tour? Right. Big That's questions. important. Yeah. That is important. Yeah. So how many no, I'm nope. I, how many buttons? I know. But no, super hyped, super hyped for Australia. They're going to have a great time. Um, and also, just in, t- in case you haven't heard and you're not aware, if you're not a U2.com fan club or whatever they're calling it member, the uh, full track listing for the that 23-track live songs from Innocence and Experience tour has been released. And nothing like, there's a few little surprises of nuggets of like, mm-hmm. um, where is it here? The Crystal Ballroom is, in, is included. Uh, Matt's... Matt's favorite volcano is included. 
and, and even a track that was recorded in Uncasville. So now there's oh a, my God, Uncasville got some worst gig ever. My least favorite U2 show I've <laughs> ever been to. That was the most garbage show I've ever attended. Not because of them, the, the venue, the crowd. It's well, yeah, like, that's like a, it was like a casino, oh right? God. Or something. I've seen so many, like I've seen band, like I've seen the killers at a casino. Like I've seen no doubt a casino and like, like you two are a big ass cool band. I'm like, why are you playing yeah. Mohegan Sun? Why am I staying at this really horrible Red Roof Inn <laughs> and <laughs> wasting my money again? But um, sure, let Uncasville get a little track on there. Why not? Whatever. So, anyways, that's there's some tracks for down. I think eight tracks now of that are available for download. Uh, it's officially was listed as uh, available and shipping in spring 2019. So. Depending on where you are, I guess maybe in Australia it's hitting into spring. Yes. Right. So. Yeah. I guess it still applies. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they meant when they put that on there. So, anyways, let's get into some of the listener. So, listeners sent in some stories that they had, and uh, before we get into Jill's story of YouTube fun, uh, extracurricular fun, is that can we call it that? Oh, it's it's Hot fun. Drama? It's fun. It's emotional. It's a barrel of laughs. You just want to know what happens. You know, like, how do I get out of this? It's yeah. good. It's great. And we've all had, like, I mean, even, like, just uh, connecting flights and whatever. You're, you're traveling. Oh God, you're yeah. staying in weird hotels. You're trying to, like, make it For to the concert sure. on time. All those kinds of things. So, so anyways, these, that's what some of the folks have sent in. So, at we'll start with at Corianderstam. And I'm going to mispronounce, obviously, Twitter handles here. Said, I had an adventure in red-eye flights, 10-plus-hour 10 10 hour drives, unplanned car camping, mud, and dealing with as yet undiagnosed panic attacks on my journey to Moncton in 2011. I can laugh about it now, and the show is amazing. But in hindsight, I don't know what I – I don't know that I would have done it. So – I think it's a sheet. When you combine like a red eye flight plus panic attack plus mud, like, you know, like yeah. those are the elements that's going to be like <laughs> really memorable. Like you're never going to forget that for the rest of your life. And that was, I think that must've been the end. Moncton was the end that of the That was the, the final, final. Or 360. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's cool. Uh, at Wild Court, Cordy Pie said, uh, the Portland ice storm in 2005, two clueless Californians trying to push a car up an icy hill, four hours to go, eight miles, queuing in said ice storm and coming down with the flu. She made it through the show and still miraculously, it miraculously is up there as one of her faves. She had ibuprofen for the fever at uh, Zoica. I think that's how you say it. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I found it interesting waiting in line for U2360 at Croke Park in Dublin. So many people had backpacks. As an American, we can never bring large bags into a concert. Basically starved inside the GA ring while people around me pulled food out of their bags. Americans, like we really, we carry too much stuff and we put ketchup on everything. That's like our thing. We have too much stuff. Got a makeup bag. That's like I didn't need to bring it, but it's like I have to bring it because I have to bring my whole life with me in my tote bag. Yeah, I know the feeling. Because what if like Bono calls you up on stage and your makeup's all listen? You always have to carry a sharpie on you because you never know who you're gonna meet. That's a rule I always (laughs) have to. That's a good rule. rule, That's a rule I always stick by. Except when I was at Hanover Key in Dublin last week, I did not have a sharpie and I had to write my message with a ballpoint pen. It was terrible. It's on there though. It's it's there. It's there. The thought is there. The, sense of, the sentimental value is there. I just did not have a Sharpie. Yeah. Azurica <sighs> said, uh, the tw- 1992 Lakeland, Florida, tornadoes touched down in several locations near where U2 was rehearsing for Zoo TV. We basically camped outside the Civic Center all week. Crew came out and told us it's too dangerous to stay outside, so they let us in on one condition that they had to be quiet. No talking, no flash photography. U2 were filming one for Top of the Pops, so they were treated to a jaw-breaking Jaw breaking? Is that the right? Seven break, seven song rehearsal before jaw ending. dropping. Jaw dropping. I think that's what they meant. Yeah. Uh, 
Seven song rehearsal before ending with a few attempts at So Cruel. Bono was not happy with the arrangement. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's like, love that's it. cool that they, I love the, those stories where the band, you know, rec- you know, they oh, send I out know. pizza or whatever and recognize the fans are sitting there queuing yeah, up. And, yeah, that's cool. Um, at Poet Lynn 8, and then we'll jump into your story. He said, uh, I went to see them in Chicago from the UK on my own following a breakup. Got talking to the guys in the seat next to me on the plane. They were going to the same show, became good friends and traveled around Europe watching the band that summer and now meet up every tour, which is, that's really cool. That's the best. That's yeah. the best because you're meeting, I mean, like the, some of like the closest friends that I've made are friends that I've waited in line meeting, like at a show, like we just started a conversation or you just decide to go. You're at a show by yourself because you know, you're in your feeling something happened and you're like, I'm going to go enjoy myself. And then suddenly like everything kind of magical just happened. So, yeah. so she's officially my best friend. She has my favorite story submitted. <laughs> Cause that's amazing. Cause I relate to that on many, many levels. That's what we should have done is Jill's like, we could have had like a vote, upvote for like your fave, give the trophy to the favorite story, I guess, but next time. No, it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) uh, People should also, people should also know that this podcast episode is actually the pilot for the Chris and Jill morning show. (laughs) (laughs) Live from, uh, live from Brook, no, Queens, Queens Queens in Saskatoon. Queens in Saskatoon. I don't think there's ever been a morning show with hosts and queens and saskatoon that's you're gonna be the first there you go So the first time for everything you're doing it okay so your u2 story of, <laughs> so <laughs> of, of woe of excitement what is it my it's woe it's excitement it's um bananas it's crazy um to go off of the um the last story that you told the girl who went through a breakup um my life events um so my uh, this is 2010. Um, that was the year I turned 25. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people think, you know, when you're turning 25 and you have your quarter midlife crisis, you, you know, some people might think, oh, you're just being dramatic. It's, it's nothing. But to me, like it was very real because 25, I was, I was working at a job I didn't like. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do with my degree. Like I wasn't, you know, like I didn't have my dream job and that worried me a lot that I, I felt like I was wasting my potential. Um, and my grandmother, um, had passed away in March of that year. And she was, um, the most important like figure to me and her death was probably like the, like the most like real death I had to deal with at that point in my life. And I was, you know, kind of clinging to something, to anything to, make me feel like I had some sort of purpose. I had some kind of like direction and how can I do this? And I, you know, I thought a lot about it and I knew you two, they were touring, they were doing the Euro leg of 360. It was like the second Euro leg. Cause it was the one that started in, I think it was, did it, it was the one that started in 2010 with Bono's back. I think so. I'm bad at that stuff too. Maybe, maybe I'll check the website while you're talking. Sure. Um, so it was that year and I knew they were going to tour Europe and I was like, well, you know who makes me feel better? You two. And I should go see them. And I know this will make me feel like I can, you know, kind of put the pieces of my life back together. So I chose, they were playing two shows in Spain. They were playing in Seville and they were playing in San Sebastian and I chose Seville. Um, 
just merely just because of like the date that it worked out. And I was going to spend a week in Spain and I was going to bring my dad with me. And my dad and I, my, my dad's my best friend. Like we're super close. We go to, um, we go to cheese classes a lot and I like to go to all the Europe ones and Spain is one of our favorites. So I was like, this is great. Like we can go to Spain together. We can do all the cool things and we can see you too. It'll be great. And he was like, sure. Like we'll go. Um, around the time I was going to book the trip, something, um, came up in his calendar with work and he couldn't go. So he's like, he's like, I'm sorry. It's like, I can't go. And like, the great thing about my parents is that they were never like, well, now you can't go. They were like, as long as you keep in touch, like, it's like, go, like, just, you know, have a great time. Be careful which is like what you want your parents to say to you, even though you're like, I was like 25. Like I still kind of looked at my parents to be like, well, can you let me go on my trip? You know, it's like, <laughs> no, it's like you're an adult. You should go. But I was, I was like scared. And I was like, okay, well I'm going to go. I promise to keep in touch and you know, it's going to be great. I'm going to see you too. Cause everything's going to be awesome. Um, I booked my flight, booked everything. So I was going to do a week in Spain. I was going to do Seville, Barcelona, and then ended in Madrid. So booked everything. I was all ready to go. And the day before I was supposed to fly out, I got a call from, I forgot who the airline I was flying. They called me and they said my flight was canceled because, um, it was some sort of like strike happening in Spain. I don't know if it was like a labor thing or whatever. So the flights, they weren't like the, could not take this flight. So have, I'm like having a meltdown at my job. I'm like working a bakery and I'm wearing my apron and like full on tears crying. I'm like, I have to be somewhere and I have to see you too. And then it like, like crazy freaking out. So I like call the airline and they get me a flight that will get me to Spain the day of the concert. So it was very like, I'm like, okay, well I can figure this out. Like I'm going to fly in the day. I'm flying into Madrid. I'm taking the train from Madrid to Seville. I'm still going to go. I have plenty of time. It's going to be great take the flight. I flew Aer Lingus, obviously for the <laughs> Irish connection. I had to fly Aer Lingus. So, um, I get to Madrid. I, I go, I get my passport stamped. I'm like, I get the train and I'm like ready to go. And I'm like, I'm going to Seville. This is awesome. And so like, I've been traveling, um, haven't really eaten much. I might've had like, you know, like a small meal on the plane, but I'm like ready to go. I'm like super excited. And I get to my hotel and I like drop my stuff off and I'm like, Oh, so I'm going to the YouTube show tonight. Um, wow. What should I do? Like after the show, like, can I just get a cab? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like here's like a phone number for the local cab company, you know, give them a call and all that. I'm like, great. Like this is going to be awesome. It's just like when I see concerts in America. So go to the, and you know, it's my first time in Europe. I should say first time in Europe. Not only is it my first time I'm alone. I'm alone. I do not know Spanish. I am just, you know, Taurus girl, merely seeing you two to find meaning in my life. And, <laughs> and it's this do. giant, yes. Um, I have to turn behind me cause I have the poster from the show. So it's the Estadio Olimpico de Sevilla and giant soccer stadium, this huge, huge place. And I spent a ton of money on merch. I bought like two shirts. I got a poster and I got a program. So I have this giant bag of merch with me. So I'm like loaded up and I go into the show and, um, and it was a 360 tour and it was, you know, it was, I can remember like certain pieces of the concert and I remember that. So this was September. My grandmother passed away in March 
And I got a tattoo with the walk-on lyrics the day after my grandma passed Mm. in honor of her. And when walk-on came on, I actually had brought a photo of my grandfather and my dad. And they're each, they're, my grandma's holding, my sister and I are twins. My dad is holding one of us and my grandma's holding the other one. I don't know who is holding who, but it's one of my favorite photos. Um, Brought it with me and I kind of like held it in my hand when they were playing walk-on. And that was kind of like to be under the stars in this country that I've loved for a while and to be there in person and to see you too and to kind of be like, oh my gosh, everything is okay and great. And, you know, you don't have to like be sad. You don't have to kind of like sit in your grief. And it was just like wonderful. And it was kind of like the moment that I really wanted. And it was great. And so leaving the show and, you know, Seville is a very small town in Spain. So um, everybody was at this show. Everybody was at this show and thousands of people. And I, I, I had a Blackberry at the time. So <laughs> nice. I, I was going to say for reference that the attendance that just according to uh, YouTube tours, 76,000 people would have been at the show. Yes. So a, a couple thousand. So, well, probably like the whole town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so I had a Blackberry and the, my signal wasn't working because obviously there were so many people and I couldn't get a signal. And so I couldn't call this cab. So I'm waiting in the cab line and there's just so many people doing the same thing. And then there's just people walking around. And then I go up um, to um, like a police officer and I asked him, how do I get a cab? And he's like, you have to wait in the line. And then, you know, I get a signal coming on my phone and then I'm getting messages and tweets and voicemails that came through. And like, there was a voicemail from my mom saying, I haven't heard from you. I just want to make sure you're doing Okay. And then my friend had texted me. She was like, I'm so proud of you. I can't believe like you're here and you're doing this. Like you're awesome. And I'm like about to cry because I'm scared now. And I'm like, I want to go home because I'm like, I felt like I was lost and I didn't know how to get a cab and I didn't know the language. And like, what do I do? And so then I found another officer and I was like, can you drive me back to my hotel? And he was like, no, I can't do that. (laughs) And so I'm freaking out. I'm trying not to cry. Like not crying is like, like the only motivation I have. I was like, please don't cry because like, just don't do it. So calmly asked a police officer and I said, how do I get her out of here? And he's like, well, he's like, you know, there's going to be a lot of people waiting for cabs. You should go try the bus. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Go to the bus station or like the bus, the bus platform or whatever. And I go to the, I go to the attendant and I say where I'm going. And he's like, he's like, Oh, you could take this bus. It's right over there. Like follow this route and whatever. And then I'm about to ask him another question. And this guy cuts in front of me and he's drunk. I know he's drunk. And he's like, how do I get to da, 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 da. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, that's along the same route that she's going to go. So you guys can actually take the bus together. It's the same one. And he's like, Oh, okay, great. So he just gives the guy money, pays for my ticket. So he pays for my bus ticket. I've never met, I don't know this guy, this human being. So he's like, okay, let's go on the bus. And I was like, well, I'm like, okay, great. But he spoke, he spoke English. He had an accent. And I thought he was like English, like, like British. And so I was like, okay, well, I can like communicate with him, which is good. So, um, we're, you know, we're walking to the bus and he's like, oh, were you at the show? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, it's really great. And I was like, were you there too? And he was like, yeah. Um, he, he was like, it was a, had a really great time, but he's like, um, he was from, um, he said he was from, uh, I guess 
Kalini or whoever Bono lives. Killarney? Killarney. Killarney. Oh yeah. my God. They're going to throw rocks at me. The YouTube fan yeah. who doesn't know where Bono lives. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, so he was like, so that's where he said he was from. He's like, Oh, I'm from Killarney. He's like, you know, that's where, you know, that's where Bono lives. And I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he goes, so why couldn't that Oops. take us all home? And I was like, wow. Okay. Like this is what I'm going to be dealing with on the bus. Great. But I stuck with him. Cause I was like, you speak English and like we're on this bus together. And just a little correction before you keep going so that the people don't stop and tweet and, and email us. Kalini. K- Kalini. Not, not Kalarni. Kalini. Oh God. I, I was just in Ireland. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Some okay. YouTube fans are not as dedicated as others. Joe, oh I guess. God. I'm sorry guys. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Sorry. So, continue on okay, the bus. It's okay. So, um, he, so his name is Jerry and so his name is Jerry and he was at the show and he's like, Oh, I'm in Spain. Um, with my girlfriend and he's like, Oh, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, it's like, I'm here alone. Um, Jerry, just want you guys know he was, he was older than me. He looked like he was about like late fifties ish. Um, he, and the reason why I found him, I stuck with him and, um, he looked a little bit like Anthony Bourdain, who is, if you follow my social media, he's one of my favorite people in the entire universe. So I was like, he looked like somebody I know. So (laughs) I'm, I feel a familiarity with you. I'm going to stick with you on this bus. So Jerry, very drunk. We're on the bus, a lot of Spanish YouTube fans. We're all just trying to get to where we got to go. And um, so a lot of the fans, they start singing one, you know, like a sing-along, casual sing-along, one. Bus sing-along? On, the yeah. bu- on the bus. Jerry starts singing too. Jerry starts singing louder than everybody else. And then it dies out really quickly. And then they start doing like a soccer chant. And he joins them on that too. And I'm just holding on to the bus pole. Like, I just want to go to my hotel and I'm internally freaking out, but I can't show it because I'm just a little tourist girl and I don't know why I'm in a country by myself and I want to go home and I want to hug my dog freaking out. Right. So, um, we, he, Jerry spoke Spanish, which was great. And he asked one of the guys on the bus, he was like, Oh, so like we're getting here, we're going to here. Um, what stop do we get off at? And the guy was like, oh, that bus doesn't stop on here. So we got on the wrong bus. So we get off. We just get off at the whatever stop, like whatever this next stop. We get off. We start walking around. And he's like, do you want to, um, he's like, do you want to have a drink? And I was like, no, I'm really thirsty right now. I'm a little bit tired. Um, I just want to get to my hotel and go to sleep. And he's like, oh, he's like, you know, okay. Um, he's like, so do you have any, he's like, do you smoke? Do you have a like cigarette on you? And I was like, no, I don't smoke. And so he goes, Oh, what good are you for then? And I was like, Oh my God, like, I'm not good. I don't have cigarettes. How am I going to keep this guy happy? Like, what are we, what am I, what am I doing? Cause he's like your lifeline, right? Like this he's is, literally my lifeline. Yeah. I'm depending on him. So we're walking through the streets. We like, there were still people like in this area of town, just getting taxes. I think people walked from the stadium to the middle of town. We're just getting random cabs. And it was the same thing. It's like, we were competing with all these people getting taxis. So we're just trying to find a cab. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to drink? And I'm like, I'm sure. And he's like, are you really sure? And I was like, I was like, all right. I was like, well, I could really have some water. And he was like, okay, great. So we're walking to, we're just trying to find a bar. And so he's, you know, asking like, where am I from? 
and um, you know, what do you do for a living? Like how long have um, you been a U2 fan and everything? So, you know, we're having like conversation and then, you know, a little bit of silence goes by and he goes, Oh, so how long have you been a U2 fan? I was like, Oh, you know, like you asked me that already. And he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, I'm a little bit like rain man. I'm just going to repeat stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, amazing. Oh my God. Like I'm, like I'm like literally dying inside. So we find a bar and our bar is crowded. Bar is crowded. People are smoking. People just got back from this show. And, um, so I made sure to like not lose sight of him. So like we were like sticking together. So he's like, okay, get your water. And I was like, okay, perfect. That's great. The buddy system. Um, Buddy system. Amazing. Like the buddy system with your drunk Irish friend that you met at the U2 show. So he he goes to the bar and I'm looking at Google Maps on my phone on my BlackBerry trying to figure out where to get to my hotel and it just looked like we were walking in circles so I like just did not know what to do so he comes back just holding two Heinekens and he's like oh he's like they're not serving water and I was like what yeah. and I was like they're not serving water like what is this and like I could maybe get it if it's like I don't know how it works you know in in Spain I didn't know what it was doing if it was just like okay well. You have to get something, but it has to be alcohol. Like, I don't know if the bar had some rule. Like, I, I don't know. So he has two Heinekens. So he gives me this Heineken. And I'm not, like, a beer drinker. I Like, I'll drink Guinness. I'll drink cider. I'll have whiskey. I'm just not, like, a beer person. I destroyed this Heineken. And I was, like, I was cold. It was crisp. It was the best thirst quencher I could have asked for. I wanted another one. It was so good. And I was like, how did I want water? I was like, That's what, like this Heineken's great. This is exactly what I wanted. Um, so I finished my Heineken. I ended up not getting another one. Jerry was kind of savoring his. We walk outside. So he's walking outside holding this an open bottle of Heineken. And we're walking the streets of Seville. You know, again, just talking. He's divorced. He was telling me about his ex-wife. Um, his, his girlfriend was a lawyer. So we're talking about that. They're in Spain on vacation. He went to see you two by himself. And you know, very endearing to me now. And I felt like comforted by his presence and I was no longer kind of like freaked out by him. Cause the drunkenness was like really like very adorable in like your old uncle drunk kind of way. And so he's, there's a, so he ended up getting a cigarette. He bummed the cigarette off of someone and we saw a cop and he's like, hold the beer. And he goes up to the cop and he speaks Spanish to the cop. And he's asking the cop, Oh, how like, we get a cab, like, what are we going to do? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, sir. You know, it's really busy tonight. And, you know, you can wait. You're just going to, like, have to wait or you're just going to have to walk. And he's like, oh, all right. So he's sitting on the curb and he's drinking his Heineken. And I'm just innocently holding my bag of YouTube merch. And it's, like, 2 in the morning. And I'm sort of delirious where I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to see my family again. I wonder if how I'm going to make it through this trip. Like this was my first day. Also, I haven't eaten either. Like I had not eaten like since the train when I was taking the train from Madrid to Seville. So that beer must've been sitting pretty good. Oh my God. That beer was sitting so good. And you know, my, my drunk friend, Jerry, he gets up, we walk some more. We're trying to figure out some sort of path on the Google maps and we're stopping at a corner and there's a whole bunch of like, like drunk Irish guys. Like, I just, like, I just, like, I just, they just, they're just attracted to me. Like, I don't know what's happening. So Jerry's like, oh, those are the types of guys you see after a U2 show, the drunk Irish. And he's, they're like, they came up to us. They saw Jerry with the bottle of Heineken. And they're like, 
oh, where'd you get that? Like, we're looking for a bar. And I'm like telling them, I'm like, oh, well, if you go down the street there and then you make a right, and then you're going to see this light up Heineken sign. That's the bar we were at. So I knew the direction to the bar. Totally no problem. I could not tell you how to get back to my hotel. And <laughs> priorities. it was like it, uh, priorities, right? So I'm like completely delirious at this point, And I just, I'm just tired. Like I'm exhausted because I was up from the flight and I have not slept. I was at a concert and I was emotionally drained from like thinking about my grandma and kind of, you know, figuring out, okay, well, I'm going to be in this, this foreign country for a week. And how am I going to get through this? And I have this drunk guy with me and I don't know what's going to happen. So we're walking and he says, oh, you know, I'm going to have to like leave you soon. Like, you know, my hotel is a lot farther away from yours. So, you know, I'm, we're, I'm going to have to like separate from you. And I was like, you can't separate from me. I was like, please stay with me until we find a cab or until we find somebody to help us. I was like, please, please just stay with me. I like begged him. He's like, all right. He's like, that's fine. Like, I don't mind. Um, so we get to a red light. Like we're the, we're about to like cross the walk. And he's like, if I see a car that stops at this red light, he's like, I'm going to ask them. He's like, I'll pay them, you know, like 30 euro to like drive us. And I'm like, all right, great. So car pulls up to the flight. Jerry's I'm holding the, I'm holding the Heineken bottle. And Jerry goes around, talks to the driver. And then he goes, all right, he's like, get in. He's going to drive us. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to be in a car and I'm going to get back to my hotel. This is so great. So he offered to pay the guy, I forgot how many euro, I think it was like 50 euro to drive me back to my hotel, then to drive him back to his hotel. And so I'm in the front seat, Jerry's in the back seat. And Jerry's like, you know, Jill, he was like, you are such a great companion. He's like, I had such a great time getting to know you. And, you know, I, I hope you have like a really great rest of your vacation. And I like, I like, I almost started crying where I was like, you helped me so much during this trip. I could not have survived this night without you. I'm so happy to have met you. And I, I am just eternally grateful that you and I like stuck together tonight. And he's like, Oh, he was like, let's keep in touch. He was like, what's your email? I'm like, he was drunk. So I was like, well, let me get your email. Cause I can coherently tap it into my yeah. Blackberry. So he gives me his email, he drops me out, the car stops in my hotel and we say goodbye. And I go in my hotel room. It's like after three o'clock in the morning, instead of going to sleep, I, I sent an email tapping it damn email on my blackberry to my friend amy who's one of my really close youtube friends and i'm emailing this whole story to her because i like had to tell someone and i was like you are not going to believe what happened to me tonight seeing you too and i send the email and i go to bed and i wake up the next morning and i felt like i couldn't wait to conquer the rest of my trip is it gave me so much confidence to not only own my independence, but to also not be afraid to rely on the kindness of strangers, which is something a lot of people struggle with because you never know. I mean, like living in New York, like I've seen people like ask New Yorkers for directions and like, oh, New Yorkers are rude. And it's like, I think it's just how you approach it. And having this guy just kind of come in, pay my bus ticket and just help me guide my way around this city that I didn't know. Um, it was kind of just like a miracle in some way. So my friend Amy emailed me back and she was like, you know, I think he was like your drunken Irish angel. And I was like, that's exactly who he was. 
And I remember that morning I got dressed. I went on my double decker bus tour of Seville and I had the best trip I could have asked for. And I've never forgotten him. I remember getting home to New Jersey and writing out this email thanking him. And after I sent it, um, the email came back to me. It said it didn't recognize the email address. Oh, no. So I don't know if maybe in his drunken stupor, he might have mispronounced it or something. But I, there was like a little piece of me that feels incomplete knowing I honestly never got to properly thank him. So if anybody knows a Jerry Charlton in Ireland, G-E-R-R-Y-C-H-A-R-L-T-O-N, please slide in my DMs and let me know <laughs> if you can find him because he had such an impact on this trip. And the fact that now I've gone to Europe twice already since then by myself and I've only grown that confidence from having the Spain trip and to have somebody I didn't know help guide me. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think in some sort of way, and I'm one of those people who like, I read my horoscope and I'm superstitious and things like that. I honestly think that in some way, like my grandmother knew how important you two was to me and she knew how important this trip probably was. I kind of in a way think she might have sent him to guide me along and as crazy as that might like seem that's something I kind of firmly believe in mm-hmm. there's and it's you know I would not have gone to Europe if you two weren't playing there like I had no reason to go to Spain but to see you two I just I was like I'll do other vacation stuff but I'm seeing them mm-hmm. and I like look back on that trip and I'm like I'm like, yeah, I was in Barcelona and yeah, I did this in Madrid, but I was like, I remember seeing you two in Seville and I met this guy and I've like never forgotten it. And it's, it's one of those really cool things, like memories as a U2 fan, we are like, oh my gosh, I, I remember like my boyfriend proposed to me at a U2 show or still like I've had other stuff happen to me at a U2 show that have been really significant and special, but this is something that kind of kicked it all off. And I'm just like so upset that I've never gotten to like speak to him again. (laughs) Well, maybe he's a listener. Who knows? I mean, oh my god, you think you'd remember? Yeah. Can we like call Ellen? Can like Ellen help me? Like, can I get (laughs) on Ellen's show and do it? Actually, Jill, go open your door and. Oh my god! Get me on like the Today Show, like something. Help me find him, (laughs) but um, but yeah. So that's that's my YouTube story. That's when you travel solo and things happen and you kind of just go with the flow and you embrace it. And I, you know, I love like hearing stories about people who are like, yeah, and I got, I had a red eye flight and panic attacks and I had a breakup and now I'm friends with the people who I met. And it's like, those are the things that like, kind of like keep you connected to the band, but like keep you connected, like to yourself where you're like, I got Mm -hmm. through this, I got through this. And now I'm like, I like look back on it fondly. Yeah, because what should be a simple, like, go to a U2 show, go back to your hotel is, like, not. a simple transaction or whatever. It is not. It <laughs> yeah. is not. Like, it's not like when you, like, when I saw them in London, when I went to the O2, it's like you're near a tube station. You, it's a commuter yeah. place. Like, this is Seville. It was in the middle of, like, the town. It was a giant stadium. And this was a show that a lot of people were at. And 
naive American me was like, I can totally get a cab after for the show. That's no big deal. I do it all the time in New York. False. Did not happen. Travel tips. Did not happen. Travel tips. And the <laughs> kicker was that the next day when I was on my double decker bus tour, when we were at like a stoplight, on, I was on the top of the bus and like we were at a light and the place that Jerry and I had talked to the cop, my hotel was probably like a 10 minute walk from that spot. Like I could see it from the bus and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That's what I was going to say. You like you, yeah, you, you think like the town can't be or the city or whatever. Not, it, can't it, be that big. No. Yeah. No, yeah. we were, we like, we truly walked like in a circle. It was like incredible. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So anybody out there, let us know if you know Please, Jerry in Ireland. Jerry Charlton. Jerry Charlton. I tried finding him on Facebook. It's like, it's such an Irish name. Because if he like, was 50 in 2005, right? No, 2009. 2009. 2010, 2010, 2010. Right. So, okay. So nine years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it was longer, but yeah. I want to know. I want to know if his girlfriend, if they're still together. I want to know if they've gone back to Spain. Like, I have so many questions. I want to know what he thought about Bono going blonde. Like, I need to know these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to say that the the kind of, like, inspo that I had with kind of telling the story is, like, last Feb, this is 2019, right? I don't even know anymore. Yeah. It's 2019. 2018, last February, I um, I went to go visit um, Tasula um, from at U2, and she scrapbooks, and she was showing me her like U2 scrapbooks, and she got to go to the Slain Castle show for the Elevation tour, and she went to Dublin, she went by herself, she was, I think, the same age as me, and she cracked two ribs, she got pushed against the rail, and she had to rely on some friendly Canadians to help her out, and that's when I was like, oh my God, like, oh, I went to Spain, like this happened. And it's like, it's somehow always like when you're going, when you're always by yourself or when you're going to Europe or some foreign country and shenanigans ensue. And you kind of like, you make your lemonade out of those lemons. And um, in my case, I made a Heineken out of it. (laughs) But it's, it's crazy. And it's just like, I like knowing that other people have, gone through maybe not something similar what i've been through but they've gone through something significant like this seeing you too and still remembering it like fondly which i think is like the point of the whole thing yeah in some ways some of the the like the show is memorable in its own way obviously but the adventure of getting there or getting away from it or whatever the case may be is almost even more yeah because the year after 2011 that was when i was like i'm gonna travel around and i'm gonna see them i think i did like 10 shows in 2011 and like i drove to baltimore and i was like driving home from baltimore back to jersey at like three in the morning and in my little volkswagen beetle and i'm like by myself on the road and i'm like scared and i'm like what am i doing it's like because i love you too so much i have to do it and i'm just like why am i going to these shows because they're the best band ever and it's just like i had to fully convince myself that like what i was doing was okay and yeah i like drove to pittsburgh in yeah. a torrential rainstorm, going to meet my friend in Pittsburgh, and we were going to go see them. And I was like, I have to go. It's the last show. And then it wasn't the last show because they did Moncton. So <laughs> my Twitter friend who got stuck in the mud got to have that experience in Moncton's. So, but yeah, and it's like you do it. You do it because you love the band. You do it because you love the travel. You do it because you live for the experiences. So and I remember like telling my dad, like I got off the plane and like my dad and I were in the car and I was like, so you know, like after the show, like I met this guy and I'm like, tell, I didn't tell him like 
the full story because it's like my dad and I was like just kind of like skipping a lot of the facts and he's like wow really and I was like yeah like it was crazy and he was really nice and like I'm so happy he was there I think my dad was like oh yeah like, like okay and then like my friends are like that's awesome like they like because they go to shows and they like believe that stuff like yeah. that happens it's like my dad's not like following you two around and like seeing this stuff it's like you know it's but he's it's also in dad mode thing. too he's like my daughter oh, I know. met some He's random like, what do you dude. Mean? I know. <laughs> like, if he was like, what do you mean? He was like 60 years old and he was drunk. It's like, he was 60, but he had a girlfriend. The girlfriend was with them back to thing. So, yeah, yeah. So, I know I have not been back to Spain since. I really want to go back. And I'd love to take my dad with me. But um, I have the, my poster from that show. It's framed. I have my ticket stub still. And, um, yeah, what a... Oh, what a time to be alive. I, t- I tell everybody that all the time. Like, what a time to be alive. And, like, true. Like, that's honestly what I felt. And it helped. And, like, that's what I needed. I came back from that trip. I was refreshed. I was like, okay, let me focus on the things in my life that I can change. Let me um, honor my grandmother by doing the best that I can in anything that I do. And let me continue to mess up my credit score by spending it on new shows. <laughs> you so go. that's. That's exactly what happened. That's what happened in the end. Yeah. yeah. All right. We've got a couple more uh, listener, tweeters, whatever stories here. We'll, we'll blast through to the uh, at Albrecht Bob underscore Bob said, my college roommate got arrested while entering an unforgettable fire show in Hartford in 85. The bot. Amazing. Oh my God. What in 85? Cause that's the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make Bob feel old. They bought I booze to bring that. to the show, left the change in the bag with booze, left the change in the bag with the booze, forced to throw it out by security, tried to crawl into garbage to retrieve the money left in the bag. Oh, I see. So the change from buying the booze was in the bag. The booze had to get thrown out because security said you can't come in with the booze, but then they remembered there was money in it, so they tried to crawl into garbage. That's a fun story. And then uh, at Deidre223 oh, said, her story is about the same show. She was 15, so not, what, 85? Yeah. Uh, and Hartford was an hour and a half drive away. My mom could pick me up and my friend, but we needed my friend's mom to drive us there. But she said no, because we would only be up to no good at some rock and roll show. She was born and raised in Ireland. So my friend argued, not only is this an Irish band, but they play Christian rock. Yo, awesome. listen. 85, I guess you could pull it off. Yeah. Uh, Suddenly the ride was agreed to. I'll never forget the look on my mom's face on her mom's face when we pulled up outside the Hartford Civic Center and there were all these punk kids with blue hair. We thanked her for the ride, jumped out before the car stopped moving in case she changed her mind. Good thing she didn't see Bob's friend with a bag of booze or I would have missed the show. <laughs> oh my god, amazing. That's what like the I I fully uh, understand the, like the booze thing and like ha- having a drink or whatever. The like the drunk dudes at at rock show at U two shows in particular that were always annoying too. I don't think Bob's one of those guys, but the you know like the spilling booze on you while you're trying to just like you're rocking out to one or whatever you're. Oh my god, I remember. Yeah, I uh, my first U two show the Vertigo tour and I I wore a skirt and I wore heels and I was like, oh, look nice for this and I took the heels off. Um, so I was like, why am I standing in these? And I took the heels off and I'm standing like on the floor. I, I didn't have GA head seats, but I'm standing oh, okay. like on the floor of the arena. Friends next to me and someone spilled their beer. So I'm just standing in beer for the whole show. And I was like, I don't want to wear my high heels again. So I'm just standing in beer and I was like, let me just suck it up. But it's like, yeah. And it's just like, I, I mean, if you want to like drink at a U2 show, then like go see a cover band. <laughs> no, but really, like it's it, like, like it, U2- yeah. But it's like U2 shows cost so much money and yeah. you're like, you're paying to see them. I'm like, I'm like, if I'm going to pay to drink, like I'm just going to go to a bar. Like that's just yeah. what I'm going to like do. And Overpriced, not 
not as good beer and you've got YouTube. Okay, but listen, but listen, arena food though. Yeah. Arena food though is delicious. We need to I'm do a sucker for arena on food. the uh, Jill and Chris morning show. We need to do a whole segment the on the fundamentals of arena food. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Soft pretzels, chicken fingers. Okay, save it for the show. Save it for the show. <laughs> a 32 ounce Diet Coke. It's the only way. It's the only way because I don't drink beer. So Diet Coke forever. Okay. At Aussie Girl 360 said, I met a lovely couple at a Pittsburgh show in May 20, 2001 who had a camper van. I told them I was doing Chicago and on in October as they were. They picked me up in it and we camped in the line in the camper van for the shows. It was awesome. Yep. Totally. Hell That's yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, yep. at, at not wide, at underscore, sorry, at not underscore wide said when I, when I flew to Milan for the show in 2009, so close to you there, my mm-hmm. plan was to go to the airport after the concert, spend the night there and fly back early in the morning. Unfortunately, I had to read after landing that the airport is closed between 23, 11 and 6 o'clock. Since I already had a bad headache all day, I decided to book a hotel. The city was almost fully booked. The hotel was expensive. After the show in San Siro, I got to know the public transport in Milan. What can I say? Around 4 o'clock, I reached the hotel. So similar to you too, they, she, he or she spent obviously a long time trying to get to the hotel. At 4 o'clock, they reached the hotel, slept 50 minutes until my alarm clock rang and I had to go to the airport. Approximately 170 euros for just an under an hour's sleep. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's awful. boss. Yeah. That is cool. <laughs> Oh, that's dear. mad respect for yeah. that person. That is cool as hell. There's a couple. Oh yeah, there's two from the Hawaii show actually, which is a, where Pearl Jam and you two played. Mm-hmm. At Skennington said left the hotel in Hawaii six hours before Pearl Jam was going on. I was maybe eight miles from the venue. We missed half of their first song. I've never been. I think I'm assuming he's talking about um, Pearl Jam, but maybe you two. Mm-hmm. I've never been to a worse venue ever to get to. It was hard to stay mad because an absolutely epic double show. Yeah. Uh, the GA lines are always lots of fun. My wife and I had a blast meeting and talking to all the U2 wackos like us. Which yeah, totally. Yeah, that's right. If you're in GA, if you're in the line, you got to chat with. If you're gonna like, I I'm an introvert, but you got to just open up and chat with people around. You do. You're killing time. You're like you're you're just like oh my god, like I'm I'm doing this. I'm in the line. Like what am I gonna do? When I was in Montreal, um, this was 2011 during my crazy summer. um, When I saw them in Montreal, and like I went to I went to a Walmart in Montreal, and I got some trail mix. And uh, I was just in my, my trail mix. Cause I was like, let me, I want to get in line. I want to get to the spot. I got in line like noon. And then they let us in and I ended up talking to this guy, like at, like in the pit with me and he was tall. So he helped me get like good photos. Cause I had a digital camera. Cause I didn't have an iPhone yet. So I was using my digital camera to like take pictures, but he was tall. So he was getting like these really good shots and stuff. Um, but it was cool. Like we're still Facebook friends. He just got married and stuff like at upper class underscore switch said drove from uni in central California to San Jose, three to four hours after the show got completely lost in the roads. Seems to be a, maybe something with you two shows turns people's like internal map around, uh, lost Yo, on the roads in the middle of nowhere on my way home. This was right on the edge of cell phones with internet GPS, no money, cell phone for the whole night. Not compelling, but I think about it whenever I go there. Listen, that's true though. That's <laughs> Something that's just, just like you're, you have no sense of time or space if you're just at a YouTube show when you're like, I gotta travel. You're in the gotta, emotionally it's, it's, invested in you the, yeah. You are. Yeah. You absolutely are. Uh, at YouTube Baja sent in an adventure here. Let's see if we can get through this one. <laughs> I, haven't re- I haven't pre-read it. So like uh, 360 NYC, night before I get a call from friends that they have a spare ticket. Book last minute flight from Long Beach, California for next morning. Land in JFK by five, enough time to get to Giant Stadium, which I did not know was in Jersey. So she. Oh, Jill that's the house Bruce built. 
<laughs> Next morning, flight is delayed until due to fog, so I missed a connection in Phoenix. Next flight will land in JFK at 9 p.m. Utterly heartbreaking. See you on board a flight to New York. Newark? Is that you say it? Newark? Newark. 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 I mean, Newark. she ran to it. Agent says, nope, flight is full. I wait. Everyone comes on board. I'm still there. They close the door. I'm still there. Gate agent leaves. I'm still there. Agent comes back. Other agent comes and says, we are 500 pounds under. I say, I weigh less than that. <laughs> the agent yeah. looks at me and says, you're still here. I pray to the musical and rock gods and I'm still there. He says, your luggage. I show him my backpack. He types and he opens the door and says, go. And I run down the tunnel. The flight attendant is closing the plane door, looks at me and yells. It's, the agent yells, it's okay. Grab the first seat you see. <laughs> <laughs> Land in Newark, take the shuttle to train station, uh, make it in time to get tickets after Muse, meet up with friends, get new ticks due to someone not showing up. New ticks is 100% obstructive view. Go to Usher, ask to be reseated. <laughs> this is like a whole novel in itself. Usher says, no. Person next to me comes and yells profane diatribe to Usher due to the view. Usher says, no, I'm aghast. Person leaves. I tell Usher, I'm so sorry they did that, that it was wrong. Turns to I turn to return to my seat. Usher stops me. You were nice. Takes my ticket. Tell, takes me to the head usher. Tells him what happened. Get new tickets. Look for a new seat. What? I just want to see. I don't care. Start going down to the seat. Keep going, going down, down, down. Holy upgrade, McFisto. My seat was a few rows in front of the Clintons. Great view. Love the show. <laughs> that is like a, I think that was like a five tweet adventure there. Finally, at no underscore end underscore two underscore love. That's quite the mouthful. Yes. Hawaii 2006. Day before leaving on the trip, he gets a cryptic email from travel agency asking me to call them. Why? The hotel was overbooked. They couldn't rebook me on Oahu. Tried sending us to Maui. I refused. I scraped together two hotels and a condo and had to pay for six nights to get the five I needed. Silver lining, he met Mike McCready at the condo beach after the show. Hey. There you go. See? Silver lining. Yeah. Just wait, wait until the end of the night or the day, the next day or whatever, and make sure there isn't some little surprise yet to come. So, Listen, I, on my, flight got, my flight got canceled, and I was like, I have somewhere to be. I took a flight. I made it. It was the day of the show, but it's like it works out. It always mm -hmm. works out. All right. So, Joe, where if um, Jerry is out there and he wants to get a hold oh, of you, what's Jerry. your Twitter handle to oh my God, send you a message Jerry. or Instagram, whatever you want to. Oh, man. Well, um. I currently run the at YouTube Instagram. So when you see like sassy posts with emojis or the Instagram stories with some really cool gifs, that's me. Um, so Instagram.com slash at YouTube. Um, I'm on the Twitter. I'm at beautiful day 36. I'm private. So if I don't follow you immediately, don't take it personal. I'm kind of annoying on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of like Chris knows. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find me on there. Um, really happy to tell my story. Um, I will say, oh, also shameless plug. So I was in Dublin last week and I used mm. the YouTube guide to Dublin featured on at YouTube.com. So a lot of the sites that YouTube stuff, I never got to see the first time I was in Dublin. I got to see it this time. So went to Savoy cinema where they had the rattle and hum premiere, went to the outside of the rotunda hospital where Paul David Hewson was born um, got to see, um, Hanover key, um, went, had a drink at the Duke where a young Bono would sometimes have some pints. So it's a really great guide. Highly recommend using it. Also check out the little museum because our awesome, amazing cartoonist yeah. Kelly Eddington, two of her prints are in the U2 exhibit. They're awesome. Um, please check it out. Um, I took a selfie with the Bono McFisto statue and I also took another selfie 
with that time, the time magazine cover where it said Kimbano saved the world. So I took a selfie with that. So it's very on brand for me and had to do it. So, but yeah, please check out the, the, the guide on at youtube.com and, um, please Jerry Charlton <laughs> find me. Please find me. <laughs> Please find me so I can say thank you. We can do like a 10-part podcast series that's like Finding Jerry. And it's just all about like you're Yo, reconnecting. But listen. And, yeah. It'll can happen. we? Yeah. Can we? Oh, my God. Yes. Well, like, look, if anybody knows Ellen, just ask Ellen to like help us. Please. <laughs> if anybody knows Ellen. <laughs> there Please, you if go. anybody knows Ellen. Awesome. Uh, this is, uh, this has been the at YouTube podcast. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ATU2, facebook.com slash ATU2.com, instagram.com slash ATU2.com. Thanks to Simon Peta who wrote the theme music that you hear before and after each episode. And we will be back again in a future episode. We've got some topics lined up like, um, record collectors and collecting yes. U2 records and playing them. And what is, I don't know, like all the different grams and mm-hmm. why you need to know that and how it's nothing related to drugs and your, what kind oh. of record player to buy and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mo- stuff. I just, I just bought a record player today because I bought two, I bought two vinyls while I was in Dublin. Um, just because, oh, yeah, know, the again, me. well, again, U2 just, clouds my mind i'm like you don't want a vinyl player but you should really buy this so i bought the hold me throw me remix from the tour and then i got the 15th anniversary red vinyl of how to dismantle an atomic bomb which i know some people hate that record but guess what it's my favorite so uh, now i got the anniversary vinyl um but yeah and now i ordered a vinyl player so um All right. get used to those posts won't they start vinyl <laughs> but anyway yes the vinyl podcast is going to be really great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Woo! And be sure to send in your thoughts, comments, questions using hashtag ask at you too. If you got a crazy story about seeing you too or after seeing you too or trying to see you too and not getting to see you too, anything like that, tweet at us at you too. I'm I, Chris on Twitter. You can follow me there as well. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.